Uh-huh. So see here, there's these guys. They're doing a podcast. A type of radio show talking about DC's Legends of Tomorrow. They're taking care of business. When all of a sudden, they come across an episode dealing with... The King of Rock and Roll. Elvis Presley. Uh Also see here, this week, we're taking a special look at a special man, in a special time, in a special place, with special people. And these three guys are just the ones to do it. Now they ain't rocket scientists, and most of them ain't musicians, and none of them are the king. But what they are is... Straight out of the timeline and right into your ears. I'm Bell. I'm Kyle. And I'm the Colonel. And this is Legends TV Talk. All right, here we go. To be Take fair, two. to be fair, I never ever do my real name. So, yeah, you don't. Yeah, so we'll give you that one. All right, gentlemen, how are you guys doing I'm this last. evening? Doing well. I'm All better right. than I deserve to be, but not as good as I should. Oh well. Uh, uh, well, there you go. Uh, well, Kyle, you're you're one year older than you were the last episode. Are you? Happy birthday! Thank you, thank you. Yes, I am uh actually you weren't all, yeah no you were on the last day that's right it's week before last um yeah anyway happy uh wait, birthday wait, wait. to you i feel this needs to be addressed and i'm gonna put the podcast on hold here again are you having a fight with your girlfriend kyle literally in the comments of the live feed right now no, <laughs> no because that's not my girlfriend <laughs> even that's better just my even better Oh, no. that's hilarious! Wow. That's, oh no, no, no. right. That's come back here from. No, that's amazing. Words can't describe how professional we are, gentlemen. Hashtag professionalism. professionalism. That I'm is our, awesome. our. That is our. Yeah, that is definitely our calling card here Who, on Legends TV Talk. But you know what? Um, Who says you can't have some fun while you are drinking chocolate milk? Uh, whatever match drinking and whatever Will is drinking. I am drinking, I am drinking what I always drink. And Samuel Adams, Boston Lager. So we got Belgium and Boston and wherever the hell chocolate milk is from. I'm assuming Wisconsin. (laughs) um, He is in Michigan, so it's probably somewhere in Michigan. It is. I am not in Michigan. Oh, my God. I have no idea where the hell you are, man. (laughs) (laughs) I'm in Wisconsin. I am in, you know, Cheesehead land. Yeah. Oh, dear God. Well, Michigan, Wisconsin, aren't you all the same? Y'all elected Trump. It's your fault. We blame you. (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) And welcome to Politics TV Talk, where tonight we're going to talk about uh, the decline of America and all that kind of stuff. Anyway. (laughs) No, for real, we're going to talk about Legends TV Talk. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I read this article. Yeah. Legends of, legends of, of, yeah. America was a legend of tomorrow. I mean, yesterday we're gonna do a Legends TV talk, TV talk at some point where we just talk about ourselves. <laughs> I saw this article today talking about yeah, uh, it was comparing the the fall of the Roman Empire to the current state of U.S. politics, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, granted, wow. we don't have you know the Visigoths coming in and raiding us and stuff, but like decadence was used a lot. Uh, anyway, <laughs> speaking of Visigoths and the sack of Rome, I think it's time for a history lesson. I'll do it again. And now, gentle listener, it's time 
for a history lesson on Legends TV. And fellow podcasters, just let me let you know, that's how you transition, okay? You talk about history, and then you do your history lesson bit. So, uh, you know... Oh, this is just, going downhill fast. Just, just educating you guys. That was, that, was, that was a great transition. Come on. That was a great transition. This is going to be oh, the best episode ever. <laughs> ever. Oh, All right. oh, God. This is so not well. Season 3, oh. episode 14, Amazing Grace, directed by David Geddes, and the story is by Matthew Mala and Tyler B. Carter. Or, I'm sorry, Tyron B. Carter. Uh, Kyle, why don't you tell us what happened this episode? Well, Wally moves into the Wave Rider and proceeds to annoy everyone with his super speed. The team soon discovers differences aboard the ship, such as Nater, Mixed Rat's name, and Zari's game. Tracking the anachronism, they find that mass panic was caused in Memphis in 1954 during a performance by Elvis Presley. Once there, they discover that Presley's guitar contains the final totem, the death totem. Things start to go wrong when Presley... admits he might be considering quitting music after the death of his brother. Oh, excuse me. The team bring the team brings the guitar back to the wave rider but starts seeing a ghostly presence. Eventually they are able to secure the death totem and convince Elvis to continue pursuing music. Amaya plays Nate some music from Zambezi and then the sealed box that Ray put it in Oh jeez, the sealed box that containing the death totem that Ray put it in seems to start shaking. Da, da, da. There it is. <laughs> I for a surprise <laughs> uh, Yeah, so this was an interesting episode. Uh, uh, it dealt with the king. My mom's a huge Elvis fan. I'm kind of thinking about letting her watch this episode with no context of the series whatsoever. And uh, just to see how she reacts, because I think that'd be hilarious. Uh, but uh, uh, Will, what what'd you think? Let's get some general, you know, episode feedback just right off the top here. It was good, you know. It, it was re- you know, it was okay. I should say it wasn't it wasn't earth shattering. It wasn't as good as last week, but it was good. Um, the actor they got to play Elvis was awful. Um, yeah. But my my fiance and I both noticed that. The one they got to play his mother was note perfect. Like she looked just like Elvis's mother, like <laughs> huge. So um, there's that going for it. But for the most part, I mean, it was a good episode. It, it got the death totem in play. Um, it was fun. It kind of gave me uh, Blackest Night ideas towards the middle and the end there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, for the most part, I liked it. You know, Wendy enjoyed it, which is always a good barometer for me. Sometimes she's like, why did you make me watch this? And then other times she's like, oh, I enjoyed that. So, and yeah, she, we both agreed that the Elvis actor was just, yeah. But other than that, it was great. He looked like the guy, and I can't remember his name. Oh, man. Oh, this is going to drive me insane. I'll think of his name later. I'm going to Google it here in a minute. But uh, he, he just, he looked like that guy and I, I couldn't, I couldn't pull it out of my head. Oh, that guy. Um, he looked like that guy with the oh, thing. that guy. Yeah, it's a famous '80s actor. Yeah, he was in guy. like everything. Eric Roberts, those, Matthew. No, Woody. one of those. One of those three, uh, three, three name names, like something, something. Michael something. J. Fox. Yeah, or Joseph Gordon-Levitt, or Robert Downey. Yeah, because he was '80s. Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Uh, Actually, yeah, yeah, he did have a kind of an RDJ, RDJ, but 
yeah, go on. No, no, he wasn't Robert Downey Jr. That's not what I'm thinking of at all. <laughs> but anyway, Kyle, uh, what do you think of the episode? I it's a filler episode, way too close to the end of the season to do a filler episode. Um, but they needed to get this death totem into play. Um, it was an all right episode. Uh, probably could have done without it and just had them uh, go on in next week's episode with the death totem. Just but, like they just found it out of the blue. Just like, ah, whatever. We got the totem now. <laughs> yeah, we got the totem. We found it. And now this will be happening next week. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of what they did with the fire totem. I mean, like the darks just got it. We don't know how they got it. or Right. I, but they they... Got, I mean, they got it from Detroit, and but they had it like that. And then that's probably what they should have done. But, yeah. oh, well, we're not yeah. right. Well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I thought it was interesting. You know, I, uh, Elvis has Mississippi history. You know, he's, he's tied to Mississippi history. He grew up in Tupelo, Mississippi, in like a, you know, one bedroom house with all of his family and stuff. And uh, so I, you know, I, I appreciated the, the Elvis thing. I thought it was kind of neat. Um, I don't, I don't know enough about Elvis's history to know when he went to Nashville, but uh, I, I kind of feel like that it, it would have felt better to me if it took place in in, in Tupelo. But I think that was probably too early in Elvis's history to really. Uh, to and really it was Memphis, that. not Nashville. But yes. sorry, Memphis. Yeah, Memphis, not Nashville. Yeah. Yeah, um, I don't. I don't know much about Elvis's history. To no, I didn't. I because I couldn't. That really... was actually. That was all actually pretty appreciate. Sun Records, all of that was Memphis. Yeah, okay, that was Memphis around how... that time. I had I to study this actually in college. So. Yeah, I oh, couldn't yeah? tell how old uh, Elvis was, and that whole episode. music major. Yeah. Um. Well, cool. So, so this episode is kind of split up into three parts. Uh, we had our A, B, and a C story this time, actually. And uh, so, let's start with that A storyline. That was Nate and Amaya and Elvis, and how they kind of go in and uh, they their their goal here is to separate Elvis from the Death Totem, but also to ensure that Elvis is able to record the music that he needs to record and able, you know, for for, for essentially the rest of history to work, uh, because rock and roll is so tied to a lot of things in American culture and American history that uh, without it, uh, we see all these changes that we saw in the beginning of the episode where, you know, Nate's hair was, you know, there's no pomade, uh, you know, uh, Axel was called Josh Groban. Was it Josh Groban? Josh Groban. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Josh Groban. Guitar and Hero was Trombone, trombone Hero, was it? Which, honestly, <laughs> I think that's kind of a cool play, idea. I would play that Trombone been, Hero. That's an interesting game right there. It won't yeah. sell, but it's an interesting game. <laughs> yeah. It'd be like one of those games where you know it's it's like two hundred dollars, yeah, <laughs> for this like trombone accessory that you know it's like oh cool and you play it once and then you you know you, you stop because it's mm-hmm. it's a novelty. But I would go to an arcade and play trombone here. <laughs> and we got our trombones trombone noise there. So oh, sorry. Uh, now it's doing it twice. <laughs> now, there you go. Third time. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so, uh, essentially this was, uh, Nate was super excited because he's, you know, a big fan of rock and roll. Obviously he takes his style from Elvis. Uh, I don't have enough hair to really benefit from, uh, pomade, but, um, yeah. So, so this was, this was, this was him showing Amaya his love that they've now professed and is out in the open, uh, the stuff that it's really important to him. And so he's super excited about going to Nashville or I keep saying Nashville because Nashville is like the Memphis, I guess, of the. Of Nashville, fifties. Well, Memphis, <laughs> Memphis was in the fifties. What Nashville is today, as far kinda. as music is concerned, more or less. Kinda, okay. kinda, okay. Uh, but yeah, so it was really cool for Nate to go in there and see that, and, and we see, of course, uh, Elvis pick up the guitar at the very beginning, and it was, uh, you know, 
supposedly belonged to Robert Johnson, who, uh, according to, you know, folklore, sold his soul to the devil to become so good at guitar, uh, which is kind of neat. And uh, so, yeah, so we see him play and uh, it causes some crazy stuff to happen in the pawn shop. And uh, Nate and Amaya realize that, yeah, there's a totem on my guitar and they got to go get it. <laughs> and uh, so first off, uh, Wally steps up into the game. Wally, Wally spends like a moment in this in this um, A storyline, really just to kind of screw stuff up, it seems. Uh, I, I wouldn't <laughs> say he screws stuff up. He 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 gets the job done the, the way he knows how to. And that's by super speeding in there and getting it done. Which sure, sure. Is, is like, OK, that, that's Wally's character. That's that's his character to a T. And everyone else is just like, that's stop doing that. <laughs> that's, not, that's not how we do things here on Legends. No, I, I completely agree, Kyle. Like that that is Wally. Like Wally's like, oh, you got a problem? Psh, fixed it. Done. Uh like he does the dishes in the kitchen, like in, in you know, split second, all that kind of stuff. Wally's like, yeah, we gotta go get we gotta go get something, we gotta go do something. I'm gonna go do it. It's gonna get done in a fraction of, of a second because I'm a speedster and I can uh, do that. And oh, uh, and so, yeah, basically, so we see that happen, and uh, we, we see Wally go grab the guitar, and then that causes problems for Elvis because uh, the, the totem on the guitar let him communicate with his twin brother who had died. Uh, now, Will, correct me if I'm wrong here. Oh, yes, yes, Kyle? Did, uh, I guess it was what you're going to ask Will. Like, I didn't know he had a twin brother. No, I, yeah, I, he I died. Was... Go he ahead. died, like, in utero. Je- yeah. Jesse Presley actually exists. Okay, but he's so, I believe he died like while they were in child, but like Elvis lived and his brother didn't. I yeah, because okay. I, I thought that was true. I wasn't hundred percent sure. I, I, I vaguely remember hearing something that about Elvis. Uh so I wanted to I wanted to make sure, yeah, I wanted to confirm that that was indeed true. So Elvis did actually have a twin brother. His twin brother actually did die uh in utero, uh, and so Elvis was born, his twin brother was not. Um so yeah, so uh, so that was that was an interesting kind of thing because his twin brother's spirit was the one helping him guide him along and, and play music and give him, I guess, soul to the music if that makes sense. But um, but yeah, so so as far as Wally goes, um, this this will kind of we'll, we'll break into our sort of second plot line here, and this is where Wally and uh, Zari uh, kind of go and they have to figure out a way to get this record back. And Wally's, of course, first, first impulse is to just go and, and, and steal it, like, uh, <laughs> you know, because he's a speedster. So mm-hmm. so here's my question that I have to you guys. Like, essentially, with Wally and Zari, the way the storyline worked out is that Zari ends up explaining to Wally that the way, the, the way they have to do things, they have to connect with people, right? Because history is something that's that's uh, fragile, and you can't – what does she say? You, you can't be a sledgehammer. you got to be a scalpel. Yeah. Or you can't be a chainsaw. you got to be yeah. a scalpel. Yeah, yeah. And so I, th- this is going through my head the entire time I was thinking about this, and uh, I wanted to get you guys' opinion on it. So uh, when I heard that, and it was like, okay, okay, is this just? I mean, yes, it makes sense in the story, and, and, it, and it doesn't it doesn't come like right out of the blue or anything like that. But um, by Zari kind of toning down Wally and bringing him down, and, and you know, not using his powers all the time, do you think this is another one of those kind of things where uh, we need to save budget and not have speedster effects every episode? <laughs> it. It might be because, I mean, we saw him do it three times, which is, I think, more than what we saw with Firestorm. Yeah. Right. But I think I think Firestorm's effects might be a little bit more expensive than uh, it is effects. Oh, yeah. No. Okay. okay. So, plus, I mean. I would do... think so, because well, all you're really... doing really is you're taking a picture and then 
you take a picture of them and then they get out of the shot and then you, you know, have everybody stand still. He walked because Kevin Smith actually went over this in his uh, podcast when he was doing flash. Oh, he's yeah? like, you know, yeah. He's like, what it is, is this. He's like, it's amazing how he does it. You're standing there and everybody's like, where's Barry. And then they call cut <laughs> and Grant runs in and then, or walks onto the set and he gets into like this pose. And then we call action and he moves forward about a half an inch. Like he's trying to stop fast and that's it. <laughs> I'm like, that would make sense. Yeah. And then I guess they just motion blur, like, you know, VFX yeah. everything else. Okay. Okay. So well, interesting. I think the reason they put Wally on this show is they're kind of like, Hey, this is a cheap effect. <laughs> or, it, or it got cheaper over time because of, you know, how right. long. Oh, they probably have. Yeah. They probably have a lot of stock. They can also use like a VFX, yeah. uh, you know, footage they can throw in there. Um, right. But, but yeah, so, so it clearly it wasn't, you know, solely intended to, uh, you know, reduce the, the, the visual effects budget, but you know, like what Will was saying, like you were saying, you know, the, the it's probably not as expensive as say firestorm or, uh, you know, mixed I don't think or... as expensive as firestorm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, we saw what happened to firestorm, right? Just... Right. Um, so there's that, um, but yeah, so so at this point it was it was basically uh, Zari and Wally. The, the whole thing they were trying to do there is talk to uh, Elvis's uncle and convince him that you know this this music is is, is something that's that can be inspiring and whatnot. And uh, so this, so Will, you know, you have some interesting knowledge about this whole situation. The, the, the stuff with Elvis's uncle and him being a pastor and uh, Elvis singing in choir and like. Uh, was there any point where Elvis's uncle actually tried to go in and uh, mess with his recording schedule and things like that? I don't believe so. There was a lot of, I mean, it wasn't just Elvis Presley. Uh, J- Jimmy Swaggart was the, I believe, cousin of Jerry Lee Lewis. So, I mean, it, this type of thing happened. There would be like the musician cousin and then there'd be like, you know, the pastor. Every family seemed to have one down in the South back then. Uh, don't, I mean, this is the buckle of the Bible belt. Let's not forget. Yeah. So I, it's hard for me to say with any, cause I mean, I didn't go into too much on that. Like when I was taking my rock and roll music history class in college, you know, we didn't go overboard on as far as his cousins go, but I mean, as far as I know, no, I mean, he got in with Sam Phillips and sound records pretty quick. Sam Phillips knew what he had. Carl Perkins was already there. Um, you know, Johnny cash, I think was there already. You know, the, he, the sun records was an established record company. And so th- this guy comes in and I mean, Sam Phillips knew right away. He's like, this kid's got it. Okay. So sign him to a record contract. And they did, they brought him right in and his mother was proud and he started off singing. He did start off singing hymns and start off singing, you know, spirituals. And then um, it was actually Hound Dog was actually recorded by a woman by the name of Big Mama Thornton uh, years before Elvis did it. And they had him cover that. And the rest is history. So, that's your music history moment. That's your history lesson for today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. And so, uh, as it turns out, when uh, you know Wally actually talks to this Ooh. pastor, what's up? And Stephen the Verge says this episode felt like Quantum Leap. <laughs> Did it now? That's interesting. And Mark Vibert said, "I know." <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mark. From one follically challenged individual to another. Thumbs up. <laughs> yes. uh, for those listening, uh, it says, I know the pain, Bell, of being follically challenged on top of my head. 
See, so. I got I got I got no problems down here. I got beard for days. Uh and apparently are, are eyebrows you? for days. Cause like oh, the yeah, other day you? I had an eyebrow hair that was like this long. It was insane. I don't know. I'm sure you guys wanted to know that. But <laughs> and Steve also said he kept expecting Nate to leap out after everything got fixed, complete with an oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Which is funny because the second to last episode of Quantum Leap was the Elvis episode. So, oh, yeah. So, did they 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 cancel Quantum Leap before they actually solved it? I guess and and, and fixed everything. Yes. And, uh, sent him back to his own time, right? Yeah. It, it 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 was a it was a last minute cancellation. NBC again. I was Orion. I was like in my twenties when this was going on. Uh, NBC was screwing with the show huge. And they didn't, you know, they kept moving the time slot. They kept putting it Fridays and people still kept following it. And finally they took it off the air for a little while, bring it back. They canceled the show, but they don't tell Belisario. So they had this big uh, cliffhanger. And then, you know, they had to just basically put on at the end of the episode, if you've ever seen it, there's a bunch of uh, black screens with white lettering, like these little title cards telling you kind of what happened. So if you haven't seen Quantum Leap, I won't spoil the ending for you. But, you know, they, they tried to tie a bow on it. just wasn't done very well. So I'm, I'm going to guess, like, and, and don't tell me if I'm right or wrong, because I don't want to spoil anything for anybody inadvertently. Uh, but I, I'm going to guess that it was one of those. It was all a dream because that was like super popular in nope. the 80s. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. Okay. Okay. Well, that's good. Uh, anyway, so well, we got I'll just to, tell you, it was very sad. It said at the end of it, uh, Sam leaped home, leaped back to, uh, uh, talked to Beth, who was Al's first wife, and which was a plot point left over from the second season. And he told Beth that Al was alive. He's in Vietnam. He's a prisoner of war. Don't marry the lawyer. And then it cuts out to these title cards where it says Al never, you know, Beth never remarried. Al and Beth are still together. And then the last one, and I'm even getting goosebumps, says Dr. Sam Beckett never returned home. Oh, so, yeah. I was like, oh, that just that got dark. <laughs> thank you for listening to quantum leap tv talk <laughs> this has been your quantum leap section uh yes thank you <laughs> but no i'd like to know you let us here sir it's almost never mind yeah right it's <laughs> anyway so uh anyway, so yeah, moving on. yeah. <laughs> so uh, when 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 wally actually acquires the uh the record and they go and they play it so they can you know fix history and make sure that elvis gets on the radio so that he can become this popular musician uh it turns out that uh his song wakes the dead and uh very like like we mentioned earlier i think it was will you were mentioning that uh, it's very darkest night kind of feel like i i totally felt like you know raising the dead and like there's going to be some kind of like yes. oh here comes a black lantern or something um but yeah will tell me about that so, <laughs> yeah yeah first yeah. off who okay, else thought on. that elvis's uncle had a had a really quick change of heart like it just oh, yeah, that came was... out of nowhere for a southern baptist preacher yeah uh, it, it, it just went you're going to jail and oh my oh my your songs are awesome just like yeah, yeah it's like why that has never happened ever in the history of like southern Kyle. baptist pastors i mean i Kyle. get it it's you have 45 minutes to do an episode but it just it was just like really it's just like i healed he healed Kyle, me <laughs> yeah that's just it you have now found the apple mcguffin of the week sponsored by apple products the mcguffin <laughs> of the week this week was the baptist pastor <laughs> it just it just was just like i because i watched it for the first time and i'm just like 
<sighs> I know. I was the same way. I'm like, which is why I didn't think this was like like one of the best episodes because it was just like really quick 180, and he's just like, okay, I, and then then he went back to his evil self. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I grew up in the South in Mississippi. I grew up Baptist in Mississippi, and I can tell you from experience that no one in Mississippi with religious convictions changes their mind that easily. <laughs> it just does not happen. So I don't yes. care what kind of speedster speedster you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or what heartfelt sentiment speech you give to me. Like <laughs> it, you know, it's it's like you you have you have a black kid talking to a white pastor in the South in mm-hmm. you know the fifties. Like it would not end well for Wally. Like hands and down. Didn't, and they didn't bring that up again. Dancing. And he's dancing with white girls, and he's like, oh I'm my like, God, dude, that you would get like, what shot. Because <laughs> yeah. like, that's the thing. It's like, what was it? Uh, was it? It was last. It was, season. it was last season with uh, Jax and Amaya on the plantation. Well, and there's also the 1950s episode. Yeah, there, there was yeah. an idea where where the Jax specifically says, "Yeah, uh, they they you know they go back into the 50s and like you know bad stuff, stuff happens to them." Yeah, yeah. And and they just kind of completely forgot about that episode <laughs> to have Wally go in and say these things to a Baptist preacher in the South. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I you know, it, it, again, Kyle, like you were saying, you know, you got forty five minutes to tell a story. You, you can't have every story be about the horrible racist history of the South. And uh, if you're going to tell a story about Elvis, it's going to be set in the South, and that's you know, the story is not about memphis and 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 the conditions of memphis it's about elvis and so i guess you kind of have to steamroll all those things because they have talked about them they've done a good job in the past talking about those things uh so so yeah you know they got to do what they got to do but uh yeah quickest change of heart in history and all of a sudden (laughs) we have uh we have ghosts coming out of a graveyard uh and attacking people in this church and uh so this is something that i didn't know i didn't know that speedsters could just I guess destroy ghosts. What what is, what is this all about? Is, is there any sort of like comic precedent where a speedster has fought a ghost? No, <laughs> not that I could think of. Even I mean, well, Black as Night is a completely different story. There, those are reanimated corpses, so it's not really ghost. Yeah, I guess, I guess, and I guess like a projection with a speedster is completely different too. It's not really a ghost. It was yeah, McGuffin, even, really. It was. We yeah. have to have somewhere to stop him. Let Wally do his whirly thing. Okay, good. The totem. Did anyone? Did anyone one. notice, by the way, that most of the shapes of the ghost? I thought I caught this, and I wasn't sure if it was intentional or not. They all kind of look like Dead Man. They uh, all kind of look like Boston Brand, complete with like the collar. I was like, not, oh, that's kind of cool. Not so much. It it felt it kind of looked like Necron, a little bit. Yes, I agree with that too. Um, they definitely all look the same. That's yeah. what I picked up on most. And I mean, I get it. You have like a hundred ghosts. You don't want to like individually animate all of them, but, but I, I, I did pick up on Necron too. Um, but yeah, so we have these ghosts, they're infiltrating the church here. And then we have, uh, did we lose will? No, I'm here. Not, never mind. Okay. 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 <laughs> You're being very still. I was making sure. <laughs> Uh, and so, so we have the ghost infiltrate, and now we learn that uh, you know it, it's it's actually the music amplified through the soul stone or the death stone, rather uh, the death totem that these spirits are coming to life. And so, uh, I, I, I get that Zari's totem could defeat them because it's it's you know magic based and goes to supernatural, so that kind of makes sense. While he beats them, whatever, it's kind of cool. Uh, and 
I want to talk about the third plot line now, but I'm going to wait because that one was the best one. And so essentially we have Nate and Amaya. Uh, they all come and, and, and they, uh, they join up with him at the church, don't they? Or am I? Um, I only got to watch this episode once and I was at work. And so it's kind of. They. I, I got to re- I got to rewatch it on Tuesday. So it's been a while. Um, I think I think they do. I think they uh, Nate and Amaya all meet up at the church. Yes. Okay. And so, oh, that's right. That's right. Because they bring Elvis. Yes. Because they, they're like, yeah, we know what's going on. Everything like yeah. some crazy stuff. And so. Yes, uh, because Amazing Grace is on. And that's yep. the song that Amaya knows. Yeah. Yeah. And so that is when we have Elvis come in and rectify the situation by playing one of his uh, more famous songs uh, that he has done. One that my mom loves a lot is Amazing Grace. And so he plays Amazing Grace. He soothes the restless undead. And they all just kind of like, you know, what, what does he say? They want to be acknowledged is what it was. That's yeah. why they're validated. That's something like that, yeah. validated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he uh, goes ahead, plays the song. Uh, the spirits dissipate and they're no longer there. And we have uh, Elvis talks to his brother. And uh, previously, when they tried to swap guitars out, this, this is one of the tricks that Wally did earlier that, that Zari uh, had kind of chastised him for. They swapped the guitars and Elvis just couldn't play. And it was mm-hmm. because his brother was there giving him, you know, the, like we mentioned earlier, giving him the support or whatever. Uh, that's why he was able to do it. So Elvis has a chalk with his brother. A chalk has a talk chalk. with his brother. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he's able now to kind of, uh, you know, give his brother what he needed, learn whatever he needed from his brother. His brother disappears. And now Elvis has learned the power of music. That's what Nate was trying to uh, teach Amaya and uh he learned it himself, and so now Elvis won't have any problems. Uh, he can give them the Death Stone and or the Death Totem, and uh, all is well. But except for one thing, you the could third say that uh, Elvis's brother has uh, left the building. Hey, oh, uh, that, oh. that was good. Um, yeah, so uh, so so basically, you know, all this is going on, and uh, we have Nate, Amaya, Wally, Zari uh are, are out on the mission and meanwhile we have mick sarah and ray just all chilling on the on the boat right they're on the wave rider hanging out and uh <laughs> one of the reasons why you know at the beginning we mentioned the different things with the, with the pomade and the axel rose uh uh name change uh well they're uh whoa is, that was my sorry what we do that what'd you do i i'm having problems here hold on oh do we need to pause for a moment yeah, let's let's pause for some station identification here for just a second. I'll be right back. All right. Okay. And in this meantime, uh, hiatus. Thing, but you can not... keep broadcast. By the way, you guys can keep talking because I have it set up to where I just may bow out. So, you oh guys sure. Corner, you'll keep. So keep going. Oh, well, just, we're, you know. we're we're gonna wait for you. So we're gonna we're gonna have a little aside here uh, where I'm going to All read right. the ingredients of Dayquil. Oh shoot! Oh, that's a great <laughs> idea. <laughs> and to keep you all exhilarated. During the, no, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so uh, we were mentioning Darkest Night earlier. Uh, Kyle, I, I presume you've read the the whole uh, Darkest Night. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, and it's Blackest Night. Blackest uh, Night. God, we're all we all are terrible. Oh, we're so bad. But no, I I love Blackest Night. It's Brightest probably, day, Blackest Night. Darkest night. You know. Yeah, Darkest yeah. Darkest Night. I think is probably a Batman story. Either oh, okay. Or. But no, Black Blackest Night's one of the one of the best Green Lantern storylines out there. Uh, current, so did, 
Oh, Green Lantern. Okay. Okay. So does that include the uh, uh, like the ring stories and everything before that, or or is it so with Jeff John's story, uh, Jeff John's uh, storyline uh, when he did Green Lantern Rebirth, he he create well he he created Parallax as the yellow entity of fear. Yeah, which that was in Hal Jordan when he went into the battery back when uh, Coast City was destroyed. So fast forward to 2004, um, and then when Hal Jordan came back along with the Green Lantern Corps and Sinestro, um, uh, they all had the. It was like the war for the the War of Light happened. Yeah, War of Light. That's what it was. I was trying to remember the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you had the Blue Lanterns of of Hope, the um, Star Sapphires. The, um, the rage lanterns, the red lanterns, the, the, the sapphires. Yeah, the, yeah. In, so we well, yeah, the indigo red, tribe, indigo tribe. You had a uh, star sapphire. The feared uh, Sinestro Corps, which Sinestro Corps War is fantastic too. Oh, That's yeah. a great storyline. Is that part of the it, War of the Rings? It lead every everything that Jeff Johns did leading up to Blackest Night all fits together. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, and it, because it, it's all, because it, because at the end of Blackest Night, it's all because of the, the full color spectrum, uh, no, extinguishing the darkness. Yeah. Because, so, like, Hal, Jan- uh, Hal Jordan with the, the White Lantern or whatever, right? It, it was with the White Lantern, but then everyone who had died previously all became a White Lantern and, uh, destroyed Necron. Uh, okay. And then the White Lantern, went into some city and um rebirthed oh not rebirthed <laughs> uh resurrected 13 dead heroes and villains one of them being thrawn not oh. thrawn 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 is star wars yeah i saw that on twitter today it was funny yeah um but no i think every everything jeff johns did up up until he left green lantern was fantastic oh yeah yeah, and I mean, giving giving Barry the hope that he is and not uh, Superman, which is why uh, uh, Bo loves it so much, is, is because <laughs> of Jeff Johns. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I, I think that was an interesting choice, right? Choosing Flash as the mm-hmm. uh, embodiment of hope as opposed to Superman. Um, but I think, I think it works. I think it fits. Yeah, and then Brightest Day was the the sequel to it and that dealt with those 13 or so resurrected heroes and villains and then it it really it 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 moved dead man into the spotlight and then spoilers go you know, well because dead man was alive he's been wait, dead. Wait, 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 wait dead man was alive dead man became became a, a physical human person interesting so he actually like and then but spoilers at the end he died so dead man dies. So dead man dies, but <laughs> but but it, it was really neat because he also had Hawk and Dove, um, the Hawks, uh, Captain Boomerang, Zoom or Thawne, Martian Manhunter, Martian Manhunter, Hunter, Mira. She was already alive. Never mind. Um, I think that's it. 
So why was he choosing villains amongst these characters? Was it just because it, it was all it was all connected? I don't remember exactly. Um, well, I mean, you got to bring back Thawne. I mean, come on. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's all oh Maxwell Lord. Maxwell Lord was another one. Wait, uh, this was after Wonder Woman killed him. Yes. Interesting. Yes. So, um, Booster Gold. No, Booster Gold was not part of that. He was off somewhere doing something. <laughs> he was probably traveling time with Rip Hunter, hanging out, being cool. His dad, his son. I don't know what timelines. Um. Yeah, that's a little quick. Is everyone still here? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they are. They are. Yeah. I, I'm trying. I'm trying to find while you expertly explained uh, both War of Light and Darkest Night. I'm trying to find this freaking actor that I thought the Elvis actor in this episode looked like, and I cannot find him, and it's driving me insane. Uh, let's see how many do I actually have? Do I have them all? Oh, you got the rings. I've got most of the rings. I've nice. got so I've got uh fear, hope, death, will, and life. Nice. And then the obligatory flash ring. Oh, sweet. There you go. Yeah, they, they had a a Heroclix set. And actually talking about this really really makes me want to play Heroclix again. <laughs> uh, they they had a Heroclix set that was War of the uh War of Light and uh oh, wait. And rage, nice, nice. <laughs> the only ones I don't have are the are the violet and star sapphires, and avarice, which is orange. Oh, and orange, yeah, orange, yeah, yeah. I uh, yeah, I had uh, so for that for that they they do it was like a, a, a oh do we have a will? We have a will. Where there's Maybe a will, there's a way. Where hey, there you go. I was gonna say the same thing. Hey, hey uh, will. I'm back. I'm live. I can't remember this accent. Nice ring. Name. Thank you. What actor? The the actor that I'm trying to think of that looked like the the guy who played Elvis in this episode. Um, no idea, but we'll say at 39:40 is when I can put us back together. Okay, let me write that down. Oh, there he is. I think he played Elvis at one point too. Um, Kurt Russell? No. Dude. La Bamba, the guy in La Bamba. Who's the guy in La Bamba? Wow. Diamond Phillips. Lou Diamond, Diamond Phillips. Phillips. Lou, see, I told you it was a three. It was a three name. He looks, yeah, yeah but he didn't like play him. Elvis. He played Richie Valens. That's right. I, you know, I, I was just looking at pictures. Anyway, Labamba, uh, uh, Lou Diamond Phillips, I think, kind of looks like the guy who played Elvis in this episode. But that's neither here nor there. All right. Um. So where were Axel. we? We're talking about Axel. Yes. Yes. So this is the third and best plot line that we have here. Um, Mix Rat Axel now known as Josh Groban, had escaped, and he is frantically looking for him. Uh, this, this plot provides no character development. Well, maybe, maybe it does a little bit uh, whatsoever. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> it, it, provi- it provides character development for Mick, definitely. Yeah, I, I, I can show that. that he cares. Yeah, he cares about something other than himself. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so uh, he escapes, and they're trying to find him. He got, he got the Elvis sandwich that he stole from, uh, was it Elvis, Elvis himself? Or Elvis, yeah, he stole it from yeah. Elvis. He's gonna give it to the rat. The rat escaped. Uh, wound up eating some poison. Which, why is there poison just laying in a vial on the floor in the Wayrider? In the fridge, yeah, yeah. Will, I mean, is this is this McGuffin? <laughs> <laughs> 
right right that was that was the answer i was looking for <laughs> we need to have a MacGuffin counter. That's that's like like cinema sins. There, we really do. Know. Yeah, yeah, because uh, we'd be up to you know to this episode at least. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so so he dies, and Ray, of course, being you know the softest legend, is like we have to have a funeral <laughs> for this rat. And uh, the the best part about this whole plot line is when uh, the the Elvis song plays. Gideon picks it up and plays it for the for the uh, rest of the team on the ship just so they can uh you know they can hear it and of course this reanimates Axel and so we have Axel the ghost rat that they now have to go and uh track down uh <laughs> which leads to uh Mick taking the corpse and putting it into the incinerator while ghost Axel comes up and so explain this scene to me I, I want you guys to uh, start he starts to eat the sandwich but nothing happens because he's a ghost and then he just disappears. Yeah. Okay. So was that Axel being like, you know, so long, buddy, you know, thanks for so all the good times. Thanks for all thanks for all the fish. I think so. Or was he like WTF? I, do too. I, I think he this. was validated. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mick Mick validated him because of he was he was sentimental. Yeah. And so this this is this is uh oh, you know what? I just realized we don't have any speculation. But I got it right. Oh now. my. Uh, sorry. Wow. Hashtag professionalism. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, and, and this isn't really speculation, but you know what? Actually, we'll go Should ahead. We start we'll... the speculation. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I got to add. Uh... <laughs> Not a spell. <laughs> there we go. Uh, how about hashtag professionalism here we go all right so uh so yeah so so axel dies and we see this sort of scene where he <laughs> where uh where axel and 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 mick have this moment mick tries to give him the sandwich axel of course being a ghost can't eat it they exchange a glance per se a moment if you will and then axel disappears into the ether and Mick looks visibly, not necessarily upset, but vis- visibly changed. And uh, I think that I, right. I think that with that point, it's time for some speculation. Did that double play on your end? Yeah, it did. <laughs> it sounded cool. <laughs> it kind of sounded cool. I was going to say I liked it. <laughs> I only heard it once. That's weird. Yeah, it came through yeah. twice, but it, it, it kind of sounded cool. Uh, Facebook, what do, what do you guys think? Did you guys like it? Did it sound cool? Um, anyway, so yeah, here we go. Mick, Axel, death scene, sad. Some kind of reaction happens in Mick. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Will, what is the reaction? A and B, is this going to be a permanent change in Mick? Are we going to see a different Mick from now on? Before I answer that, I want to bring up one thing, and it actually has to do with with our sidekick show, Flash TV Talk. <laughs> okay, let's give what happened. Let's give Legends credit. Let's give Legends credit for at least ending the arc of a pet 
on the show because yes. we still don't know what happened to the damn turtles. McSnurdle? Nope. Hashtag fine or where's it? Where's I think it's where's McSnurdle? But yeah, McSnurdle the turtle. I just want to say this show's better than Flash. All right, I, yeah, I, I gotta I gotta remember to tweet that because you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, it's it's it. <laughs> With Axel the Rat, it's the same thing as as, as McSnurdle the Turtle, except for yeah. Legends. Maybe maybe they saw the tweets. Maybe they, maybe yeah, they were like, oh shit, we better. Or, I mean, oh beep, we better. Do <laughs> we can write a whole episode around Axel dying. We'll throw Elvis and crap in there. Who cares? But Axel will die, and then Elvis's music will resurrect him. <laughs> it's and give him a send off, and then be like, and okay, then maybe those two chuckleheads from that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, you know, hey, it's cool. I know. Now we don't have to worry about I, any pets on any of our shows. Yeah. Right. And they're like, and maybe but those what about mixed turtles? I don't know what you're talking <laughs> about. Those, and maybe those two chuckleheads on that podcast will shut the frack up about that damn turtle. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. But that's, so, yeah. You know, I wanted we, to say that. <laughs> Well, you're absolutely right, Will, and and I'm going to take the uh, the, the writers of Flash and Legends to point on it, and uh, definitely tweet out some stuff about that. But uh... <laughs> but in answer to your question, I I don't think so. I think you know, I doubt this is the first time Mix lost a pet. <laughs> he strikes me as the kind of guy who kind of goes through them a little bit. I think he cares about them, but at the end of the day, he's like, it was a rat. <laughs> yeah, we also, we also know that he does not like change. Because he, right. he stated, like, oh, it's just one more thing on the ship that's changed. It's true. Because, yep, that's because true. We, we, lost, we lost Snart again, and now he lost Axel. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God for... I'm just kidding. I'm just... Oh, gee. I'm just being a jerk. How dare you, sir? That's oh, just being a jerk now. Oh, <laughs> uh, But, yeah, yeah, but, you're right. Um, so... Do you think that though that this this change uh, is going to be a uh, a change that will impact him? Something that he won't like? I probably well not like he'll. It's a tough one, right? Yeah, it is, is a tough this one is because the best character of the show. We have to know what's going to happen because he's. I mean, he's he is evil at to the core, but he has those tendencies of being quote unquote the good guy. Plus, it, I mean, it shows that now that he cares about something or did, it it brought his character to a to a different level. Yeah, well, I don't think that Nick is or, or Mick is evil per se. I think he's just uh, he's, a, he's, a, he's a quote unquote bad guy. Yeah, he's he's a bad yeah. guy, but I don't think he's evil, right? Uh, mm-hmm. I think he's one of those who, uh, you know, he's given different circumstances, might be a hero, right? You know, if yeah. he was, you know, if he had parents that loved him. And you know, was raised as a white upper middle class person. Uh, then maybe he and he, he didn't light them on fire. And yeah, and he didn't burn he his parents them. to death. You know, <laughs> but they All were witches. Things. That's why he burned them. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Because they didn't float. <laughs> what else floats? Oh, uh, small floats. rocks. <laughs> ducks. Wood. Oh. Ducks. Ducks float. <laughs> so if she weighs as much as a duck. She's a witch. She's a witch. <laughs> she's a witch. <laughs> she turned me into a newt. I call better. A newt. I call better. That dog did Monty Python. Guy, Monty Python. Guys, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta derail us a little bit. This guy Tony Davis. I don't know if he's still in the chat, but he just put this up on the screen. He's like, uh, joining late oh. this late because I didn't have this. <laughs> 
That's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Where were you like a half hour ago? I know. Tony, you so think about so think about Tony. He did he did play uh, Elvis at one of our local um, theaters for a time. So that's and you why didn't tell us this on the episode about Elvis when we could have had Elvis wow. on the show. I forgot. <laughs> Kyle. Oh my god! I forgot. I'm sorry. <laughs> No, we could have had Elvis on the show. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. But that's Kyle's fault. You can, uh, you know. Kyle blew it. Yeah. I know. Just uh, email talk at gmail.com with the subject line, Kyle blew it, and uh, <laughs> put your feedback there. Yeah. So anyway, you, you, you were saying about, about Tony. So, Sorry. All, I, all I really know is that he did play, like, Elvis for, like, a musical theater in our local uh, town. So that's why he's like, like he knows pretty much a lot about Elvis. Interesting. Well, cool. Well, uh, well, yeah. So that kind of sucks. We didn't have Elvis on the show, but anyway, uh, back to, back to legends TV talk here. Um, So yeah, who knows? Maybe we'll see a change in uh, Mick. Maybe we won't, maybe, you know, finally the flash riders will, address the death of McSnurdle or the life of McSnurdle or anything about McSnurdle. Uh, now that we've seen Axel have some sort of resolution to his character arc. Uh, but yeah. Cause, and yeah, cause Barry's not doing anything anymore. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, he is kind of right. He's not getting paid. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> He's like unemployed. I read an article, you know, this is kind of a sidetrack here, but I read an article talking about where, uh, you know, where does a flash get his money now? Because it was about Iris uh, continuing to blog now. Yeah. And uh, uh, I had forgotten that. Too. Yeah. Yeah. She quit her job, too. And and so right now, the only the only way that they make money, apparently they, they'd stated this in previous previous seasons, but I had forgotten. Uh, they use residuals from patents that Star Labs held since Barry, like, inherited everything. Mm-hmm. You know, he also inherits the uh, residuals from those patents. So I guess I guess they're making bank. I guess. Bank. With, I mean, we saw where Barry apartment. lives. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, look at that apartment. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Just, right? You know, I'm like, it, it's kind of, it, it seems like that's the pay is also the MacGuffin. It's like, you know, <laughs> be doing something else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, you know, speaking of character death, uh, we had Axel die on this episode, which is very, very sad. Uh, we had a death totem on this episode, which is a lot of dead people. <laughs> oh, wait, wrong hand. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> That was for Axel. That was for Axel. Thank you, Will. Uh, <laughs> I will. Yeah, Eagle Scouts. <laughs> and, yeah. No, I was doing like Hunger Games. Doing either one. I'm oh, not, I don't know. I'll do my thing. best to help the Girl Scouts get undressed. Go on. Oh. <laughs> I don't. I don't have much beer left, but you know what, Axel? That's kind of a rat-sized portion. So here we go. This one's for you, buddy. Yeah. yeah. One for Here's me. And one, one for, for my, my rat. No. <laughs> yeah, pour it out. Pour it on the mic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so we saw uh so we saw you know a lot of death this episode and uh to get into your speculation here we also I, I know you guys saw the preview for next episode we know what's going on so uh the reason why the totem was shaking is because it has selected someone on the wave rider specifically sarah as its new host mm-hmm. and uh we see that the negative impact that has is that it forces malice out so here is my question. We know that Sarah's going to be uh, inhabited by malice. Uh, something's going to happen there. I got two questions. I want to know 
how you think it's going to go down like how the the that way we can kind of predict some stuff about the next episode and then in the future how do you think they're going to try to rectify this situation uh because if they need the six totems to defeat malice and malice bears one of them seems like a problem uh kyle what you got well i th- i think one of the reasons why the death totem chose sarah is because she's died i i, I agree completely agree yeah um so I think it, I think it's not malice that's taking her over. I think it's just the totem itself that's taking her over. Okay. Um, and I think how they're going to rectify, like, or how they're going to break the hold is with the help of Constantine, who's coming back in the next episode. But I don't think he's coming back on the Wave Rider. I think uh, he. I mean, he's going to give something to Ava, and then Ava's going to break the hold with her. Yeah. Okay. Because you know. OMG MacGuffin science. Oh, oh, wait. So, so, uh, wait, we're not talking about Ava's secret now. We're talking about Ava no, no, getting no. something from Constantine to break to break the, it, the yeah. totem's hold. Yes. Okay. 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 Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what I, that's what I think is going to happen. Okay. Uh, Will, counterpoint or yes. similar point or point what do you think? <laughs> um, well, first of all, I, I watch this a different way. I don't watch it live, so I haven't seen the preview for next week. Yes, yeah, shoot me. Oh, uh, yeah. So I wasn't aware Sarah was going to get it, but it makes sense. Uh, yeah, I would kind of go with, too, that she's already been dead. And I think, too, since you, she is the one really now left on the Wave Rider besides um, Red Tornado that basically has a thing about somebody who died. She has unresolved feelings about her sister. There, there's some drama to be played with Laurel there. Her being in charge of the of the death totem, you know, the the spirit of Laurel could, you know, this could be a way for them to kind of give her the closure she needs and shut her up. And I don't know. So, so that, that, that was my it, other question. Did you guys see any news of any uh, Arrow? Uh, oh God, what's her name? What's her name? Uh, Katie Cassidy. Uh, Katie Cassidy. Uh, she she Katie has a cast. Yeah, no. she's not coming to this to this episode, right? No, the only the only time no. she has been on Legends was the season two finale. Okay, okay. Anyway, continue. Well, sorry. And during oh, and, and crossover, and and during she was in the very was first. Was she in episode. the crossover? No. Yeah, yeah. She she was on okay. she was on the Flash Arrow crossover with the Hawks, but not right. not yeah, season yeah. two, three, and yeah no anyway okay. the so, so will, yeah so you were talking about how the the totem might help her finally solve those irreconcilable yeah. deaths and stuff okay right because what they'll do is they maybe they'll do what they did with stupid you know rebel without a clue elvis and you know have a picture of katie you know it, it's a spirit looking thing that turns into katie cassidy and then turns back into a spirit looking thing and she gets to say everything she wanted to say without them paying katie cassidy um (laughs) you know any number of things like that could be uh you know it could also be how Jax is coming back he gets to say something to stein or something you know what i mean like they could go through quite a few things here um you know i think that that the death the death totem is going to do that and i don't know again we have not heard anything about renewal uh not for flash not for arrow not for legends not for lightning not for supergirl nothing now i don't think dc or CW is going to hit eject on all the DC shows, but I'm kind of wondering if they're like, eh, getting to the end, we're going to have to start cutting a few things. I think they'll keep Black Lightning because it's actually not a bad show. Um, and it's been doing really but well I on could the ratings, see, right? 
I could see Legends and Supergirl being on the bubble. So, you know, and I don't know that they'd get rid of Arrow. They should, and I know, Kyle, you love Arrow, but I get the feeling with Arrow, they're kind of at the end. Like, they've told pretty much most of what they should, you know. His story's kind of winding down. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, that's a maybe a thought of speculation, too, is is there going to be an Arrow for, or Legends 4? Well, I don't know. You know, you, you're right. They haven't really mentioned anything about it, but I, I, I agree with you. I don't see them dumping and just bailing out all of the the W uh, the CW shows unless Warner Brothers is doing something on their own. Like maybe like so, you know, uh, who is it? Uh, oh, Disney's coming their out. own network together. Yeah. Yeah. Like they maybe are doing their own network, their own streaming thing. Uh, so they are doing their own network. Yes. That's how Teen Titans and uh, the Titans show and Young Justice are going to be. So there's a car, they're bringing Young Justice season geez. three back. It's going to be on this, and there's a Teen Titans show that's going to be on there. Okay, so, so then, in, so in terms, ahead, of, in terms of ratings, I mean, one point two six million. That's compared to last week's episode is a jump is higher. So it's right. it hasn't really gone below one. So it's right. been it's been holding steady. So I, it's it's. And it's I think it's doing much. better than Supergirl did in this slot. So, yeah, that's I, an interesting I, I, question. That's so I, camping ridiculous. How can you not like this show? Honestly, like, how can anyone yeah. not like this show? It's it's so dumb, and it's just brilliant for it. <laughs> yeah. But okay, okay. So so ratings are doing better for Legends than Supergirl in the same slot. That's interesting. I did not know that. Uh, but one thing that I'm thinking I think of. So. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So it, it, so and and actually, I didn't know yes. the Warner Brothers. It did? No, no. No, Supergirl Supergirl's more. Okay. In this in this time slot, Supergirl well, is how more. much more? Are we talking like barely more or like Um so so let's say um the last episode for both both sides now. Uh it it was two point two million viewers. Uh Legends has only seen like a two or a three when they've done the crossovers. Oh, okay. Okay. So well which is not terrible, but I mean, there's still like, like Invasion had a three point at three million viewers, and the the Crisis on Earth X had two point eight million. Okay. So I mean, th- I mean, okay. there's there's still a fan base. Yeah, well, for sure. Yeah. But like, this is what I'm thinking. So if Warner Brothers has the rights to these, uh, and you know, the fans want to see this stuff, is Warner Brothers maybe like? Pulling a power play and saying you no longer can use the Flash, Supergirl, uh, you know the Legends characters in Arrow because we're going to do our own shows on our new network, or could it be something like we're going to buy out your shows to put on our new network? And so maybe that's why we haven't so. heard. You don't think so? I don't think so. No, I especially Flash. Flash is too popular. They're not going to get rid of Flash. Yeah. I think Flash survives no matter what. There'll be another Flash season. I think Black Lightning is going to survive again. I it, it's got too much buzz and it, it's a really good show and it and and you know in terms of you know ratings and stuff it is you know a minority show it looks good to the networks of you know it, it's a different demographic altogether. The mm-hmm. the three shows I think in trouble would be Legends, Supergirl and Arrow probably in that order. Um you know so it's it's going to be interesting to see what they do coming up you know because i mean on the other hand they want to compete against netflix they want to compete against marvel and you know the one thing that everybody has said is that you know they have shows on tv marvel doesn't because their tv shows suck they gotta put them on netflix they can't put it on you know agents of shield is 
agents of crap and inhumans was just unwatchable. So, I mean, other I than Peggy Carter, Peggy Carter oh, it was, was terrible. Good. Yeah, I didn't watch. Peggy I watched Carter the... was great. Yeah, Peggy, Peggy Carter was good. Agent Carter was great. Season four of Shield was awesome because it was basically three. It was three different storylines. Right. Um, season five has is has its up and downs, but it's it's still pretty good. And then Inhumans was just I I couldn't get past like crap. the first episode. It was yeah. awful. It, it... There, so a... I mean that's just my thinking. So I don't know. No, I, yeah. I I think I think all I think all the DC TV the CW shows are going to get renewed. No, that's okay. that's me being so. saying, hey, I want to keep doing this, <laughs> but I also saying I think all of them are going to get renewed because I mean there's a, people watch these shows. I mean people are it's coming, it's getting to this network, it's getting people to watch the network. So yeah, well listen, Kyle. Here's what I'm going to put this out there right now. If they I mean, it's cancel no bachelor, Legends, it's no bachelor. Oh no, of course not. If they cancel Legends of Tomorrow, I think you and I should do a rival Flash podcast called Flashers TV Talk, where we just <laughs> sit here in the buff and talk about Flash. No one. I think that. that would go. I think they'd love this. I, this I, has I, got I, potential. Yeah. Flashers TV Talk. You know, and occasionally you just go, whoa, okay. And I mean, I think this could work. Yeah, this public masturbator trench coats on, like really dark pedophile yeah. glasses and like a you know trilby or something, and like every five seconds you're like, <laughs> yeah. Flashers TV talk. Tell your friends. Yeah, yeah. No, I think I think I would um, I think I would take the reins of Arrow TV talk. <laughs> oh God, and you need a co-host, and oh God, I'd have to watch Arrow. <laughs> yeah, because because I have already. I've already done uh, some some Arrow TV talk, and uh, well, so did I. I mean, I did one episode of Arrow TV talk. That's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, okay. So we we've uh, we speculated a little about Mick and Axel and how that will uh, go on, and we've uh, speculated a little bit about Sarah and the Death Totem. Uh, so time for our favorite portion. Well, yeah, yeah. And we yeah, we speculated a little bit about the future of the CW shows, but I think now it's time for my favorite section of the show that is mix the ending quote of the week oh. <laughs> second mix. all right here we are by the satchel podcast player <laughs> i always forget the satchel podcast plug i'm sorry yeah. sorry that's my bad so good all right here we go we got mix quote of the oh. week uh we're gonna go ahead and let kyle count him down for us so uh take it away don't care. Where's the mail? Who the hell Number changed three. the name of my rat? Uh, Number three. Guitar hit me in the head. Number four. Axel, I'm sorry your corpse started to stink. I didn't think you mind. <laughs> all right, all right. I I have I have I'm torn between one and four. Uh, don't care where's I'm the mail. Was one. great. You're going with one? Yeah. All right, Kyle. One. Yeah, all right. You, be... you going with so, one? Yep. All right. So as we have our winner, it's uh, quote number one. So, Kyle, why don't you give us mixed quote of the week? Don't care. Where's the mayo? Ding, ding, ding. And that was mixed quote of the week, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, again, my favorite, favorite part of the show. Uh, let's see here. So we do have some some feedback oh, here, uh, right? By the way, we also have feedback on the screen right now, if you take a look. I'm assuming he meant boobs. I, I hope so. Oh, Spencer, no. 
Spencer, you've been immortalized on the internet. For those of you listening, for those of you listening at home, the comment was I second Kyle showing bobs and vagina. (laughs) I'm assuming he meant boobs. So Oh, okay. We do have some, uh, we do have an email. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Will, you want to read the email? Yeah, this, uh, this came into us the other day from Craig Rogoff and it's, it's dude, Kyle, I don't know if you paid this guy or what, but we'll, we'll go for it. He said, (laughs) Hey guys, love the show. I wanted to comment on your conversation about Laurel. I still watch arrow and still really enjoy it. He's the one (laughs) I know. Crazy, right? Yes. So I believe that at the end of this season of Arrow, Quentin Lance will be killed, which will probably cause Laurel, Earth 2 Laurel, Black Siren, to do something heroic, like leave. Regardless of her heroism, it will definitely cause there to be a funeral for Quentin to which Sarah will attend and decide that she wants to take that Laurel back with her on the Wave Rider. I was also thinking that this will bring back the lack of trust dynamic on the ship because Mick is fully trusted now. Also, it may open up next season to exploring other Earths. Craig Rogoff. Craig, you know, interesting that's interesting thoughts. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Because we've talked on the show about how maybe the next season won't deal with time travel. Maybe mm-hmm. we'll go to different Earths and do stuff. So, yeah, this is this is an interesting perspective. So uh, I'm thinking if Laurel gets – you know, it, it, whatever happens in the season finale, Laurel's going to be there. And whether or not they're going to bring her on full-time Arrow or – they got to do something with her, I guess. And so the fans are going to want more. Maybe they'd bring her on legends. I mean, will, I mean, do you think that's something they might do with, with the Laurel character? I think, I think she would fit more on legends. I think having, you know, black siren here would, you know, it would also generate, because here's the thing. I don't think Sarah would look at this girl and say, this is my sister. I think she would look at her and go, this is not my sister. This is a fake copy. I want my sister back. I, in fact, she's so loyal and she's so dedicated that having this person here with her sister's face would actually cause a lot of drama and would actually, you know, give her, you know, a lot more to do. Like she'd have a hard time trusting her. Uh, and over time, they could build that relationship. Um, I like the thought of Quentin Lance being killed. I do think his arc is at the end. I mean, I pop into Arrow probably once every couple of weeks um, and I don't miss much. But um <laughs> And that's not a slam necessarily. It's just they're being, it's where they're at. Like when they're writing in these shows that the writers on arrow, they just cannot, they can't seem to do anything new. I think that's what I mean. I, when I look at arrow, I think the ground is kind of, they've really, really tilled that ground to the point where, you know, we're at the end of it. I mean, and this would happen if it was a Batman show, you know, I mean, and it really arrow is Batman. So, I mean, I'd like to see them end Arrow in some ways and do something else with those characters. Put a few on here. Uh, maybe make a full-blown Justice League. Not that they would. But I think <laughs> yeah, having Laurel... dream, right? <laughs> right. I think having Laurel on the Wave Rider would be a great thing. It's a lot like Wally. It's going to give us something to do. Um, do I think they'll do it? Probably not. Katie Cassidy's probably kind of like, well, I want to be on Arrow or I'm not going to do it, you know? Because I'm sure they offered it to her. Why wouldn't they? They've offered it to you offered it to freaking Ralph Superman. So why wouldn't they have offered it to Katie Cassidy? You know, it doesn't make sense. So, yeah, yeah, I I agree. I think that would be I don't don't know too much about the dynamic between them. I know that, you know, it's an Earth to Laurel. And but I think you're right, Will, the, the 
having an Earth 2 Laurel with an Earth 1 Sarah would be uh, a great point of contention and a lot of drama that could inject that. And maybe we could even have, we've had these like, you know, super aware that they're campy seasons. Maybe they can make mm-hmm. a, a really good, like serious, but campy kind of season. Uh, I think that could be neat. And uh, I, I do like the idea of exploring other Earths as well. I think that could be something they could branch out. And, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I agree. Because time travel, I mean, once you defeated Malice, who is his imprisonment is time. What do you, I mean, where do you go from there? So I'm, I'm hoping exactly. there'll be like some kind of like, you know, multiverse detect. It'd be, it'd be like Mike Tyson mysteries, <laughs> except for it's, it's the legions and, and they go to different, <laughs> to different earths and solve mysteries. I would love that. And then Mike Tyson okay. could make a cameo and it would be perfect. Um, because Ray Palmer on like earth 37 is Mike Tyson for some reason. I don't know. Right. Uh, anyway, Kyle, you got anything to add? Um, I like the idea of multiple Earths doing that instead of time travel. I don't think um, Katie Cassidy will be coming on Legends full-time. I think she'll be staying over on Arrow. Um, I like the dynamic of having um, the the funeral and Sarah and Doppelganger, Doppelganger Laurel show up and them fighting. I think that would oh, be yeah. awesome. I could totally um, see that happening. Because we don't, yeah, we too. don't really know if, I because I don't remember if Sarah died on the boat with Oliver and uh, because because on Earth two, Robert Queen is the Arrow. Um, so I don't remember if uh, I think Oliver died, but I don't know if Sarah was on the boat with him. Yeah. So so it I don't could think be. They went into it. What was that? I don't think they went into that. So. I, I I mean I'd have to go back to that Earth Two episode, um, yeah, to know for sure. But it, I mean it would be seeing that both of these people are quote unquote dead. Seeing them alive would be, I think it would it would be a lot. But I don't think like full time for Katie Cassidy on Legends. I think full time on Arrow. Oh yeah, you're going for the Arrow crowd. Okay, okay, yeah. Well, cool. Well, Craig, we appreciate the email. A lot of interesting stuff to talk yes. about in there. And uh, yeah, so so we definitely Let's appreciate Let's read Ross's that. review. Oh, oh we wait. got a Ross review? No. Wait. No. Uh, right. Ross, man, you're letting us down. We read your yeah. review every week, and then you don't write one. And what are we supposed to do? Um, you know what? Hear that. Let me read your review as from our show notes right now. Ross's review. None. <laughs> so there you go. There's Ross's review. Uh, Actually, wait, I have... Whoa, 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 whoa. It just came in. Here's Ross's review. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, That's good. That's good. good. I can't wait for all those tweets to come in. I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Wait, wait, wait. wait. I'm sorry. I did that wrong. I did that wrong. It was actually... Ah! (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I gotta gotta add the ah. (laughs) It's not not Scottish crickets unless they're like... Ah! Ah! All right, Sorry, well, Ross, Ross. We'll, uh, we'll we'll read your next one whenever uh, you know whenever you post it. No pressure or anything, Ross. No pressure. We only yeah, have a no second. Pressure, no pressure. No pressure. Our number one fan. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, unfortunately, though, it looks like we're out of time. But if you want to keep in touch with us while we travel the trimes, the trime, take that the the, the chime stream. I guess. <laughs> take, okay, take two. <laughs> let's let's take two. All right. Well, unfortunately, it looks like we're out of time. But if you want to keep in touch with us while we travel the time stream, here's how. You can follow the show on Twitter at Legends Talk TV. That's Legends Talk TV. Not Legends TV Talk. Legends Talk TV. 
Uh, <laughs> so by all means, say it again so that they get Yeah, let me say it. Let me say it like 18 more times so that you guys uh, – and then I'll throw the name of the show in at the same time when I say the uh, revert. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at Ring That Bell. Uh, you can follow me at Kyle Krause 89 You can also listen to me on the Atomic Geekdom podcast. And you can follow me on the Twitters at WR Benson. But if 280 characters isn't enough to express your love for our show, feel free to email us at legendstvtalk at gmail.com. Uh, we also created a Facebook page. Be sure to like us there at facebook.com slash legendstvtalk. And if you like this show, check out some of the other shows from the DC TV Talk Network. Supergirl TV Talk, Starkville Labs, Flash TV Talk, and the iZombie Podcast. And while you're at it, Check us out on iTunes and give us a review, and we will read them on the show. And don't forget, you can download all of the TV Talk podcasts on the Satchel Podcast Player and even now in the Google Play Store. And as always, special thanks to Charlie Bach for making the awesome music for our bumps and outro. Uh, you can check out the rest of his stuff at SoundCloud.com slash Charlie Bach. And as always, you stay classy, you idiots. Tomorrow, same bat time, same...